0: My parents were promised that tough love would fix me and that sending me across the country was the only way. I was sent to four facilities of Omeros a two-year period and my experience at each one haunts me to this day. I was strangled, slapped across the face, watched in the shower by male staff, called vulgar names, forced to take medication without a diagnosis not given a proper education, thrown into solitary confinement in a room covered in scratch marks and smeared in blood, and so much more. At Provo Canyon School in Utah, I was given clothes with a number on the tag. I was no longer me. I was only number one, two, seven. I was forced to stay indoors for 11 months straight, no sunlight, no fresh air these were considered privileges. Children were regular hit, thrown into walls, and even sexually abused at Provo. I wish I could tell you that what I experienced to witness was unique or even rare, but sadly it's not. Every day in America, children in congregate care settings are being physically, emotionally, and sexually abused. Children are even dying at the hands of those responsible for their care. Just last year at Lakeside Academy in Michigan, 16-year-old Cornelius Frederick was restrained by seven staff members for over 12 minutes and later died from suffocation. Why? Because he threw a sandwich in the cafeteria and for this, he died. The multi-billion dollar troubled teen industry has been able to mislead parents, school districts, child welfare agencies, and juvenile justice systems for decades. The reason is a system-wide lack of transparency and accountability. It's clear that the state-by-state patchwork of limited weak oversight and inconsistent licensing requirements is not working. Federal law and funding are desperately needed to bring real reform and true accountability to congregate care in America.